You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is episode number 968 in our series. Hate not being able to fully portray an idea in your head to the public. Executive leadership and critical thinking coach Chris Pinkley's latest book, State of Mind 2.0, is the book for you. Chris joins us to share proven tactics suitable for anyone looking to advance their true leadership skills. Chris, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Richard, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor, my friend. I'm glad you're here. Let's get started. Can you talk about kind of your path to your to, to writing this book and maybe an interesting story or an anecdote from kind of your career up to this point, maybe to give us a sense for your background a little bit? Sure thing. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to, Richard, and, and thank you for asking. You know, what comes to mind is there, there was an instance where, and, and this is one of those kind of validating moments when you know you're doing the right thing. And sometimes it, it takes a while to really reveal itself to you that, that you're on the right path. And, th- and that's sort of a lesson in and of itself. But I was working with a, a very brilliant CEO founder of a, a linguistics tech company in Silicon Valley. She's very intuitive and an excellent problem solver. Uh, but she had, she had one issue, and it, it, for some reason, it's just the strangest thing, her employees and her team, just they, they just didn't listen to her. <laughs> and, and, of course, that, that, that's, that's, that's a problem. Issue. Yeah. That's an issue. You know, we worked on this issue for quite some time, and we dug, dug really, really deep, and it wound up becoming like this this breadcrumb bread, breadcrumb trail, and eventually, uh, finally traced it back to her hiring process. And, and the reason it just took so long is because she was just getting high marks in all these areas, right? And as it turned out, uh, she, she was she was trying to hire. And I've just seen a lot of CEOs do this, you know. So I'm not. This is not a, a dig on her or anything. She was trying to hire friends instead of employees, right? And, and of course, Richard, you, as you well know, you just, you just can't do that. The analogy I like here is, is very relevant and, and really validates my take on it quite well. Have you ever seen, Richard, have you ever seen The, the Deadliest Catch? Uh, yes, I've seen some of those episodes, sure. Oh, it's just, you know, grueling, right? These last right. crab fishermen. You know, it's one of the toughest and most grueling and dangerous jobs in the world, right? So, so the new guys, the new hires are called greenhorns. Uh, but they don't get welcomed onto the ship right away. Most of the captains will not even shake their hands or greet them or even barely acknowledge them until after they've survived their first season. And why is that? Because respect must be earned. You must demonstrate that you're here to contribute, that you're here for the long haul, that you're not just going to fade out like all the rest. And if you're already making friends with your new employees right from the jump in a, in a sort of a, uh, uh, I'll just go over the top and say a happy, happy, fun, fun kind of way, they're, they're never going to respect your leadership. Never, never. And as much as this might sound, you know, kind of a little bit, you know, hardcore to some people, it, you know what, it's actually, I've found it's better to, you know, oh gosh, I say it's better to let some of those folks just go and start over with new employee relationships and start over from the beginning, you know, with, with a, a foundation of respect. And, and you know, it, I could kind of go on and on and on about okay. it. Okay. Well, I, I, you're, you're a, your book, State of the Mind 2.0, before we get into the content of it, what was the inspiration for you to make the commitment and to kind of write this book and get it published? Well, you know, writing this book was sort of a different process for me 
because my background is really consciousness writing, integral psychology, even spirituality, and I wanted to challenge myself. And the inspiration behind writing this book was to write in a completely new way, to write something in a completely different subject matter, and most of all, to make it completely tangible. In other words, every single section broken down into lessons, broken down into integrations, and making it more of a course almost than a book. So it was a challenge to myself. Uh-huh. Can, can, you know, can I do this? Am I capable of this? You know, can I make something that's tangible? And in the end, the, 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 the great irony is that you know, uh, I, I very well may have discovered my true niche by taking on this challenge, by challenging myself in this way. That's interesting. Um, why is it that you find in your coaching practice, in your leadership practice, that there are some leaders who <clears throat> have an idea in their head, but they're unable to articulate it in a compelling or convincing way? Wow, you know, that's a, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the answer, there, there's so many answers to that, you know. The, I mean, they can even stem from... You know, confidence, lack of confidence, deserving and worthiness issues, um, uh, you know, subconscious, emotional blockages. What I find is that when we kind of go deep and we do what I call doing the work, which we, we really get in there, that almost inevitably the journey twists and turns to, and, and becomes something completely different. And we, you know, we may, it, it may sound cliche, but we may end up talking a little bit about childhood and really going in and utilizing some some heavy emotional integration to sort of release some of this stuff so that their true leadership ability can emerge because all these people have the ability to be amazing leaders but the question kind of you know uh, points to the fact that who who will allow themselves to shine and, and who will not and oftentimes it's it's a matter of something that's buried within the subconscious you make a direct connection between one's ability to articulate and communicate and one's ability to lead. I'm trying to figure out where what specific example or or reference that's from. I would say that your ability to lead in in this specific instance has more to do with your power of presence, your ability to be your ability to be present and the way that relates to being able to articulate and how that's broken down is if you are if you're present with somebody which means that you're actually there with them you're not you're not somewhere else you're not in 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 some sort of a a, you know tangential thought process right then the words the true words that you need to speak to them to inspire them to 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 sort of step up to the plate and 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 bring a bigger game uh, the words kind of they have a tendency to naturally come, whereas if you're not if you're not really present and you're not authentic with somebody, you, you, it's sort of like a power versus force thing. You, you know, are you using authentic power? Or are you trying to force an outcome? And I, I find like a lot of really good leaders have a tendency to emanate leadership more than force leadership. And that's kind. Of, I know that's a little that's not really uh, as tangible as I'd like it to be, but there there is an energetic sort of a difference between somebody who commands presence versus somebody who's trying to force people to get things done. And I'm using pretty extreme examples, you know, uh, when I say that. Right. And your book, is it based on your practice and the work that you've done with executives? Yeah. The the work 
It's based on a couple of things. The first thing is it's it's based on it's based on the world's most productive people on the planet, right? So we're talking about not just names like Richard Branson and Elon Musk and Warren Buffett, but we're also talking about names uh, uh, Sean Carter, uh, who is who is Jay Z, right? The 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 rapper and and record label producer, and names like Stephen King, the writer, or J.K. Rowling, or Martha Stewart, or Christian von Koenigsegg, who who you know, he's the the founder of Koenig's Car, and, and even somebody like Tim Ferriss for our work week is it makes that list. You know, obviously Tony Robbins. So we're talking about a wide variety of people. John Paul DeJoria, you know, Paul Mitchell Hair Products, and that's that's really the level of the game. When I wrote that book, I was writing at that level. As much as you know, if you want to achieve the point, not the one percent, but the point one percent, mm. right? The, the 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 game plan that these guys follow. So it's really it's based on that. And how did you get that insight then from those individuals? You know, honestly, I I studied. I mean, I've been studying this for the past 20 years, but I just, I extrapolated and studied and extrapolated and studied. And I know, you know, I know a few CEOs and, and, a, and a couple of folks, and I have, a, I have a couple of celebrity friends, but honestly, like, I, I don't, you know, I don't really get to have access to, to some of these amazing people like I'd like. So it's just endless hours of research, research and study and, and just, you know, rinse, repeat, study it, refine it. <laughs> Ask if it is that true. Am I am I on the right track? Did they really do that? You know, comparison. It's just you know, a couple thousand hours of study really is what that breaks down to. We're talking with Chris Pinkley, and he is the author of State of Mind 2.0. When we come back, we're going to take a very short break here on Critical Mass Radio Show and podcast. When we come back, and if you're listening to us on the live stream on OC Talk Radio or as a podcast, I'd ask you to stay with us because this is just like a 60 second short hit. It's a probably a commercial of something that I do, and so I would ask you to listen to it. But, Chris, when we come back, I, I want you to explain the nature of your title, State of Mind 2.0. Is that is that something you're willing to do when we come back after the break? Uh, absolutely. All right. If you want me, I mean, if you want me to juggle fireballs or do that, too, it's fine. All right. No problem. Uh, we're uh, here on octalkradio.net. We're going to take a short break, come back in a minute, and we'll continue our conversation with Chris Pinkley after this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, a great, great way to stay informed about our guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Simply go to criticalmass4business.com. At the bottom of any page, let me repeat that, at any page, the bottom is a join our mailing list box. Simply type your email address and hit subscribe. Like magic, you will start receiving our weekly newsletter with information about our guests, upcoming guests, and special insights for me. That's all we do with your email address is add you to 
to our weekly newsletter, and we would appreciate uh, you subscribing to the newsletter to see what great guests we have planned for the future. We're talking today in this segment with Chris Pinkley. He is the author of State of Mind 2.0. And before the break, I was going to—I asked Chris if he could share with us the reason and history kind of behind the name. How did you settle on that name? You know, State of Mind is the probably to the, the ability to cultivate your state of mind in, in my opinion is about it's the most powerful thing that you can do and the reason is because if you can't get into the right state of mind then you can't achieve any goal right there, there, there's nothing if you're not in the right state of mind you sort of are, are paralyzed and, and you can want something all you you know you can want something with all your heart um, and you can strive to achieve it but if you don't have the right state of mind you simply you simply can't get there and the right state of mind is achieved by creating some sort of a program, right? It's creating some sort of, it's having routines and programs uh, in place that help you to keep yourself both, you know, in, in body, mind, and spirit, like physiologically, mentally, emotionally, in the right space, in the right creative space so that you're motivated, you're excited, and you're able to continue to take the daily action steps, the minute-by-minute minute action steps, whatever it is, that lead you to your goals. If you can't get into the right state of mind, then you, you just, you know, nothing is possible. But, in the, but if you can get in the right state of mind, there's nothing that's impossible. Do you find with the executives that you work with that you can teach them the, the ability to change their state of mind and to... And to learn to be able to program themselves back into a more positive, productive state of mind? You know, the thing about the, the executives I work with, the first thing I have to say is that, you know, a lot of times, I mean, these are some pretty accomplished people, you know. So I don't necessarily know that that I teach them anything. It, it feels to me more like I help them to become more of them, Okay. right? Um, in other words, I mean these these well these people are, are, are pretty outstanding, and so I I wouldn't say I teach them I help them to just sort of unleash more of their power. I mean in a way it's instruction, you know, because there's some very basic things like you know making sure that you're you're meditating twice a day. You know it's a very basic thing and 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 you know accountability and making sure that you're getting your exercise and your right nutrition and that you are. You're doing all these things, but most of these people are just are, are so amazing that I wouldn't claim to teach them things. If anything, what I'm trying to do is eliminate the pieces of them that they're not, the, the elimination of you know suppressed emotional charges, the awareness of potential potential things that are antisocial if, if, if you're coming off and, and you know there's a difference between being authoritative and being a bully, right? Yes. And being authoritative is, yeah, exactly. Being authoritative is, is when you sort of command respect without commanding it. And being a bully is demanding respect. So, you know, there, there, it's a subtle difference, but the way you come off is a huge difference. And, and people have a tendency to really gravitate towards those who command respect and just not want to be around somebody who demands respect. And, and that, of course, you know, I mean, that creates, you know, that could be the difference between a successful company and a company that fails. Especially, yes, when you're talking with the leader of the company. The types of firms that listen to Critical Mass Radio Show tend to be companies with revenues of a couple million dollars to, you know, 50 to to $100 million. And the leader has a 
very direct impact on almost all, if not all, the employees in his or her organization. So how they handle themselves can have a dramatic impact on the performance of the business. Uh, Chris, we're talking with Chris Pinkley, and we're talking about his book, State of Mind 2.0. What was... When you wrote the book and you made the commitment to it, was there an aha moment that you had about this subject that even you kind of got informed about something that you thought you knew? Or or was there anything that came through the process of writing the book that you would like to share with our audience? Here's here's a little tidbit, a little nugget, you know, uh, 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 from from this, this book. And I think that it would probably be apt for those people who are really either trying to grow and scale their business or they're they're just getting started building their business. And it, it, I got this from, actually from all people, from uh, Curtis, is it Curtis Brown? Curtis Brown, is, and, and that's 50 Cent for, for most people probably not not fully aware. And he's, he's an amazing entrepreneur. Um, and the interesting thing about what he discovered was that he was trying to create records in in something like 1996 or uh, he tried was trying to create records and and he kept putting out what he thought he thought they were hits he thought the records were good but nobody was buying them and it wasn't until like 2006 that people actually started paying attention to his music and mm. the message was it was for me this is a profound message and I don't know if it resonates for it for the, the listeners or not the, the message was profound, and it, the message was it doesn't happen when you want it to happen. It happens when it's ready to happen. And, you know, it, it, it really also it goes great with the title of, 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 your, of your great, you know, your great uh, um, radio show, Critical Mass, and that is that things have a tendency to hit a critical mass, and that may take a while. Um, and you may not see the results that you like for a long, long time, but... If you quit, then you will not. You won't. You, you could be so close to hitting that critical mass, and it's just where that last one thing just tips it over, and bam! You know, it, it, people call you an overnight success story, but you know better than that. You've been doing it for twenty years, right? Exactly. So, Chris, who did you have in mind when you wrote this book? In other words, who in my audience that's listening to our interview, either on OC Talk Radio, on iTunes, in the future, who should buy the book, and why? Anybody, I'll tell you what, anybody who wants to achieve something amazing, anybody who wants to make history, if you want to know how to make history and how to get your name in the history books, which also inherently means impacting the world in a positive way, then you should read the book. If you just want to run a business or you just want to be successful running your business, it might not be as motivating. But if you have the desire to make history, if you have the desire to positively impact the world, to do something amazing, then the book is for you. And how do they buy the book? Where, where would you recommend they go to get a copy of your book? Oh, just go to Amazon. Just go to Amazon, type in my name, uh, Christopher Pinkley, and a list of my books comes up. Come up. How about if we spell your last name, Chris? Oh, uh, P-I-N-C-K-L-E-Y. And I want to thank you for the time that you've spent with us here today to share a little bit of the insights in your latest book, State of Mind 2.0. Uh, welcome you to the Critical Mass community, and thank you for kind of being a friend of our radio show podcast program and giving of your time today. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Rich, thank you. Richard, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, I've heard really great things about you, and it's been confirmed. You're a great man. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Happy New Year to you and to all of our listeners here today on octalkradio.net. Our engineer for the show is Paul Roberts, our producer, Joan Park. Crystal Nunnally and Haley Stern. I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about the CEO peer groups that I lead or this radio show podcast, best way to do that is visit the website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 